horror fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i always am by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how's it going also joined by intern Corey. hello intern Corey. yeah yeah subnigraph photogen what it's the thing from the movie we're covering you should be both having seizures right now i probably will be Corey is so tall he needs both of us to fit his body soul into <laughs> i am quite large so we saw suitable flesh uh we got to see this a little early it was awesome um from 2023 brick do you have some credits for me Yes, uh, directed by Joe Lynch, which is like for some reason that name rings a bell. Then I look like I know I see that he like did Mayhem, he did Wrong Turn Two, which I've never seen. But it's like for some reason his name like stands out to me more than I'm looking at his credits, being like, well, I know him from like one thing. I know I loved Mayhem. I thought that you're probably thinking of David Lynch, very different. Oh, probably. Yeah, Lynch. That's it. <laughs> um, he's also like he's real good friends with um Adam Green, who does all the the Hatchet movies. Oh, so they've, that's they've, right. They've like he was in Victor Crowley and like a couple other things that Adam that Adam Green had done. Uh, produced by the amazing Barbara Crampton, um, Brian Usna, executive producer, written by Dennis Paoli, <laughs> and. Um, and who, well, I don't want to mention him. Um, he did Reanimator, From Beyond, Castle Freak, Ghoulies Two. Why do we have to talk about Ghoulies Two? Because it came up. No, we don't need to mention that. But I just—you can feel like that old school, like '80s writing in this for sure. And it's like it's been gone for so long and whatnot. It's like so great to like kind of have that like reanimator castle freak kind of vibes come back like oh for sure in a way this is a lovecraft adaptation and look i we know lovecraft pad yes i know uh the dude sucked as a human his works are awesome and to me more importantly when i say his works are awesome i mean his ad adaptations of his work are awesome i love reanimator and all the movies they've done based on his stuff so i was very excited to get into another one of these if i'm being honest I might have tried to read him once. It is a little big and wordy for me, so well, I skipped over it. Doesn't he do a lot of, like, it was so massive and chaotic, I I can't put it into words. What a write-around. Yeah, um, <laughs> Lovecraft's work as a concept is amazing. It's fantastic. Lovecraft as an actual writer... Eh! Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's fil the film adaptations of his stuff always hit so cool, because they give it to someone who's like, okay, let's make this a digestible story. It's so funny exactly. that H.P. Lovecraft has Mark Zuckerberg face. He does look like Zuckerberg. Both weird alien people. Yeah, this story was, uh, this movie was an adaptation of Lovecraft's uh, thing on the door, story thing on the doorstep, which... It ties into a little into the dream cycle, a little into the Cthulhu mythos, like both of them. Um, actually, a lot of the the movie was, while wildly different from the book, actually kept a lot of the similar feel and themes from from the original short story. Oh, cool! 
Um, I mean, Yuzna always does a fairly faithful adaptation while still making it, like you said, digestible for modern audiences. Yuzna and Crampton are two names. If I see either of those two attached to one of these stories, I'm in. This was a movie before we even got like the chance to see it a little early and everything. We all talked to it. I was super excited about this. I was keeping down, like, when can I see it? I know it hit some festivals and stuff. I couldn't wait for this movie. Like, just seeing all those names put to the story. Oh, yeah. And how cool is it that we got a screener? It, it, yeah. it's, it's really cool. All right. So let's get into this thing. Suitable Flesh from 2023. Uh, we cut back to a very familiar location, Miskatonic Medical. Now, is this, like... A universe where these all take place in the same thing. Like back in the 80s, did they have some crazy man bringing the corpses back to life with green <laughs> syringes? I mean, I don't I don't know if this would actually be considered like one whole film universe. But I mean, I know throughout his works, Miskatonic and Arkham figure in heavily. Yeah. But we do have the security guard sitting outside the morgue. Exactly. That's just a position that's never been updated for safety protocols. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. He still just has a folding table and a stick. And it comes with magazine. (laughs) Dr. Danny Upton, Barbara Crampton's character, is talking to a patient, like, in the padded room and everything, who's her friend, Dr. Elizabeth Derby, who killed somebody. And she's like, did you cremate the body? You had to cremate the body. You had to burn it. Like, just going nuts. And cliche but welcome tell me from the beginning yeah i i do like it sometimes done well i enjoy it sometimes it's like oh well we gotta start at the beginning to know the full story this one i like i also think it's just because of the level of people we're working with heather graham barbara crampton like you know heather graham i know mainly from austin powers it's like the role my head jumps to when i see her first scream two true Boogie Nights. Twins. Um, this actually, that's that, that part of it is actually very true to the, because the whole story is told from, it's flipped a little here. It's actually, in the book, it would be Barbara Crampton's character. No, no, it, this is correct. It's Heather Graham's character telling telling the story to Barbara Crampton's character in the book. But in the book, they're both men. Because Lovecraft oh, thought women course. were icky. Well, Lovecraft kind of thought women were icky. Yes, oh. such a stand-up dude, wasn't he? Lovecraft just, oh, sees this one of his, Lovecraft just sees one of his characters being like, I kind of prefer being a woman. He's like, oh, he just starts doing barrel rolls in his grave. Well, <laughs> the part of the whole part of the whole thing of the original story is the it'd be the Asa character from the story is a woman who really, really wants to be a man because women are inferior and not quite human. According to H.B. Lovecraft, not according to the Throbbing with Horror podcast. Don't even put Throbbing with Horror in there. That was all you. Don't even try to put us in your thing. You can (laughs) say according to you. Don't even drag me and Brett into this. Greg and I both made a face. (laughs) According to reading the story and knowing the fact that as stated a hundred times, H.P. Lovecraft was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all we'll mention on him. That's You guys know, it's 2023, you've heard that by now. All right, But then, 
tell me from the beginning. Um, Dr. Elizabeth Derby Beth is in her office being a therapist, and this boy, Wade, Asa Wade, sorry, comes bursting in in a panic, and he's scared someone's after him, scared of the phone when it's ringing and everything. Like, it's him. He's just freaking out. I also love pretentious professor who's like his whole thing is he's trying to quit smoking. He's like, my wife treats me like a common addict. You know, I'm an English professor. It's just, you know, smoking that many people smoke kind of thing. And I love at the very end, he's like, I've given up. I'm going to conquer it. And he crumbles the cigarettes and throws them away. <laughs> and then like Asa comes, comes in and like, it's like, you got to help me. And then like professor shows back up and Elizabeth is like, did you forget something? He's like, my crumpled cigarettes. Because, like, we see, like, she's, like, looking um out the window, like, at him. And you see him, like, drop his keys. I'm guessing that's all it took for him to be like, I need a smoke. When I was a smoker trying to quit cigarettes, the my thing was if I was going to throw a pack away, I was doing it in a public garbage can. So I couldn't go back and get them, like, to make it harder for me to go back for it. Yeah. Um. Do, where do we know Ace Wade from? Oh, I have no clue. Oh, the babysitter. Yep, he's cool. He's oh. old now. Okay. Oh, yeah. But when he the phone rings and he goes, it's him, he gets all possessed-like and everything. And some of it's camera work, like just shaky cam and everything, what's going on. But the, like, neck snapping back and, like, convulsing and everything that everyone in this movie does is really good. I love, like, how, like, they do the hand thing where it, like, all contorts and cracks and stuff, and that's how you know, like, oh, it's happening. Yeah. I went to do it, and I hurt my neck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the old one! And I'm the old one! Oh, my arthritis and my knuckles are... <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I'm fine, honestly. <laughs> After he gets all possessed, like, and everything, he comes back as a complete cocky asshole and everything, just, like, the worst dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, He's unkind to, to Heather Graham. To where Elizabeth yeah. is like turned around talking to him. He's about to go grab her ass, and then she turns around and he's like, Ooh, he does like he takes his hand away and starts being like, ah, did She gives him a card. She's like, Okay, well, if you do need to talk, you can get a hold of me here. And um, we cut to her at home with her husband, Edward, and they're discussing like it at home. And I thought we weren't bringing work home with us, which is a great rule. And I advise all listeners to do. Don't even talk about your job at home. When you clock out, you are unemployed until you go back in. I like this. Yeah. Did you guys see this disgusting thing they are eating for dinner? Uh, that's Branzino, Greg. That's a delicacy. Dude, okay, you can say, oh, your Greg doesn't like seafood or whatever, like, as much as you want. This is just a fucking fish like out of the ocean that you put on a plate who is eating it it's, it's looking at you it still has his head on it i love to like yes. he's like playing with it like a puppet like i traveled a long way from the ocean to get into your belly like this this is a way that people eat fish like this is how it's served in like fancy gordon ramsay restaurants and i love food from the sea i enjoy fish not when it has a head and is looking at me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see its tears coming out of its eye and have to tell myself that it's butter. It's okay. It's just butter and hot sauce. It's not crying. 
That's all. They have sex, and she seems super disconnected during while they're getting it on. And she envisions Asa from earlier, and then all of a sudden she's good to go. Oh, and this is where it definitely turns back into, like, 80s type horror movie because like she gets all into it and then she gets on top and it's just like bam 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 like to the point of like my wife was like what are you watching i was like it's a (laughs) it's a horror movie i'm not watching porn because this almost has like a the room level sex scenes in it of like there's like a few that happen within the first half an hour there's like four this is a steamy movie one of the influences I saw in an interview was the old Skinamax movies and everything. They kind of went yeah. like a horror vibe of that. So it worked out perfectly. That. Yeah, yeah, that, I can see it. I remember watching those old Skinamax like before like the internet was really around a whole lot. And like it would be like the fake fucking where like every once in a while she would go a little too high and you saw nothing between them. Like you saw his underwear on. And I remember being like, what are they even doing? <laughs> The next day, she goes to Ace's house, no answer, and she just lets herself in. And Ace's dad is in there, this old man, who says Ace has been gone for a few days. Um, but he's, like, unconscious, like, my meds! She gives him his heart meds. You'd think this man would be happy for this and everything. Bruce Davison, um, second appearance of him during this Throbtober, he was also in Lords of Salem as Francis Matthias. However, not beating our reigning defending this year's Throbtober champion... Barbara Crampton with yeah. three appearances this October, I believe. Crampton Tober. Should, 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 should we make her a trophy to give to her at Horror Realm this year? We're like, here's a throbbing trophy. She's like, security. I also did want to mention that. We're like, we were been talking about she's going to be at Horror Realm. They're a con that we all like to go to. And mm-hmm. I was originally going to be like, oh, reanimate or something. It has to be like something probably from reanimator. I'm thinking it might be suitable flesh now. Dude, I love this movie. I'm fine with it. Was this. Fun. It, it was fun. This was a lot of fun. Um, I think for me, it's still going to be either From Beyond or Reanimator. Yeah. But this old man says Ace has been gone for a few days as he rolls a joint and lights it. And she's like, well, what's this book that's got all these scary drawings and stuff? And he goes, it's none of your fucking business as he takes a hit of the joint. Well, either, if that's a joint, that's the brownest, shittiest looking weed there's ever been. I think it's tobacco. I think he's just because he's like such an ancient being, he just rolls his own cigarettes like a uh, cowboy. Um, I think it it definitely is tobacco because it sets up the fact because if you notice every time he possesses someone new, he asks for a cigarette or starts smoking a cigarette. But does not like vape. We come to find out. He he is not a fan of the vape. It's so funny when we get there. (laughs) He slashes her hand with a knife and tells her to leave as the blood drips onto the book. And of course, like all scary movies, the book soaks up the blood. Okay. Not only does the book soak up the blood and their scary pictures. What picture do we see in the book that's in all of these movies? Cthulhu. Guess what they've never, ever done? The <laughs> Cthulhu movie, the most popular thing that it, from these stories that anyone knows. Nah, we're just never going to do it or attempt it. It's going to be really hard. Uh, the book she, he's reading is, is the Necronomicon. Where's the Ash? Book of- Different Necronomicon. No, I, I didn't see any boomsticks or anything. <laughs> nope, I'm not buying no this, Corey. This, 
Yes. I know the other. Like, oh, Azad, the Mad Arab. There's like no like first year art student drew a skull <laughs> in it. <laughs> but days later, she's in the middle of a therapy appointment where she's doing like hypnotherapy on a dude and everything. <laughs> and like he's in the middle of a hypnotism and Asa runs in to see her, like interrupts this dude as he's like half hypnotized. Is he breathing? I don't think so. Because his whole thing is, like, he wants to beat his son so bad, but he's trying not to. And then she hypnotizes him. And it's like, yes, I, I do love him, but I just want to beat the shit out of him. And then, like, she leaves him in this thing of, like, when you make a fist, you feel less and less anger. And then, it, like, she leaves the room, comes back in, looks like he's going to explode. It's like the guy that, like, blows up in, like, Big Trouble in Little China. But... Asa shows up there and everything, and she ends the appointment, goes out to talk to him, and Asa's gone. Her, She gets home that night, and her phone's ringing from an unknown caller. Asa panic, Asa's all panicky and everything. He hangs up, and she's going to leave in the middle of the night. Tells her husband, oh, it's a work emergency. I gotta go. Like, she's not entirely lying. Well, I, because the husband's laying there being like, man, I've had a stressful day. You know, I love to. He's like, I've been going on job interviews with like bosses that are half my age and this fucking bullshit kind of thing. It's so funny. Um, but then like the night before, they just had this great sex because she was fantasizing about Asa. And so he's like, hey, you want to do another roll in the hay, roll in the hay. <laughs> I, I recognize that. Second appearance of roll in the hay this October. <laughs> And I love she's like, no, no, I have so much work to do. I can't even like think about that right now. Think about like cut the next day when she's like, I slept with a patient. She's like, he's like, I was over here ready. I was laying in bed half undressed. You had to go to another house. But she gets to Ace's house and she goes in and the dad is on the floor like half dying. And she goes to call 911 and Asa grabs her phone and throws it out the window. <laughs> It breaks out the window. It's so funny. It's, it's just so fast. She's like, whoop! Otterbox case on that thing, for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But um, she quickly takes his pills out and everything that Ace is, like, holding on to and gives it to him, but it's too late. He's dead. And Ace is all like, how long does the brain live after the body dies? And wants to cut his head off and destroy the brain. By the way, nice reanimator throwback. Yes. Um, I love, though, that he's like, how long does the brain survive? Like he said, like, we got to decapitate him and take out the brain. It's like telling this to the doctor he just met. Like, no, you just got to do this with me, man. We got to get this done. Listen, I need you here with me now. We're going to cut this old man's brain out. He's going to go inside you. He's going to like having a vagina. The dad, like, pops back to life and starts choking Asa and speaks what I believe is Latin? It's Lovecraft's made-up language. So, same thing, because Latin's a made-up language, because no one speaks it. All language is made up. And then he dies and transfers to Asa. Like, uh, just the consciousness goes into him. And Asa gets all weird and seductive and everything. And they fuck on the desk, but mid-fucking, this, what should we call it, like, the entity that's, like, possessing all of them, transfers from Asa to Beth, like, in the middle of it, and there's, like, a moment where Beth now possessed, like, with 
Ace, I was like, oh, this oh. is something. Wait a minute. What's that? Uh, all while all while Ace's dad's corpse is is laying, you know, mere feet from them. I, I love to. There's the line later of like if someone says, uh, "Go fuck yourself," you'd be like, "Huh, been there, done that." And when it switches back, Ace is like, first time is always the most painful and the quickest. So like it'll last longer next time that it transfers. After. Asa smokes what I thought was a joint, but now you guys are telling me is a rolled cigarette. Gets up and leaves, and he's out. Liz finds this. It's not Liz. It's Beth. I see Elizabeth. I say Liz. This is Liz. a problem in my head. But <laughs> she finds a trap door, and the dad body stands up and goes, Help! It's me! And the Asa body? This is getting confusing here. Kills him. <laughs> And boy, it's so great because it's like they keep talking about decapitations. They show us the decapitation, which I love of, yeah, like Asa body cuts off dad body's head and then like holds it up. There's this big blood splatter. At one point, Beth is like, Asa, stop. And she's like covered in blood. He's like manically sawing the fucking head off. Um, then he holds help it me, off. And she does. Yeah. He, um. Uh, she holds up the severed head. There's fire behind him now. Blood everywhere. And the eyes open. It's like, help me! As, like, blood comes out of the mouth. It's so hardcore and awesome. It just looks like an album cover. It really yeah. does. Like, I'm surprised Cannibal Corpse hasn't done this album cover yet. Exactly. Later on, obviously a day or two later, she's talking to Dr. Danny Upton, Barbara Crampton, and... She says it's a normal out-of-body experience. You envisioned a sexual fantasy and you went for it. It's completely normal. All this kind of stuff. I also love the little thing with um, Danny's character where, like we said, like she vapes, but she's vaping in her office. So she's almost doing the thing of like she's trying to like duck down a little bit, hit the vape, and then she's like, like blowing it and like trying to wave it out of the air. <laughs> like I'm not well, supposed but... to do this, but. Because they're in a, a medical office and you're definitely not supposed to be smoking and or vaping in there. It's so funny. <laughs> At home, the police show up. They're already there as her husband's there. And they're like, do you know an Asa, Asa Wade? Uh, yeah, it's a patient of mine. Um, can you explain why your phone was found at his house last night? Like, oh, he'll go wrong. Well, there's a fire. We don't know where he is right now and everything. And well. The, they had talked to Asa as well, and Asa was like kind of covered for her as well, being like, oh, yeah, cause there was a fire there last night. And she's like, oh, a fire? Yeah, but um, he said that you left before it started. And she's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> and then they go Columbo. Just one more thing. He literally <laughs> says, like, don't mean to go Columbo on you. Yes, <laughs> but- about the 911 call that was made from the phone and then hung up. And she goes, oh, I thought there was a medical emergency, but then I got there and saw the situation was okay, so I hung up the call. That's what he said, too. Checks out. And they leave. Yes. Then we get the most awkward conversation in the world, where she tells her husband that she cheated on him last night and they had sex. Hey, honey, remember last night when I was laying in bed, like, basically naked, and, like, I'm, like, hunky-hunky man with, like, abs and stuff? And I was like, hey, let's have sex. And you're like, no, I can't right now. And then you left the house and slept with, like, some, like, scrawny, like, pudgy kid. 
I didn't think Asa was pudgy. Not, not pudgy, not... but he's doughy. There's the, he's not like I he's don't not know. like that makes me feel like shit then. I'm like, fuck, what Brett, am I? Brett, let, 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 let's take a look we're, because oh. you know, the people can't see it, but we can see it. <laughs> let, let's take a look at ourselves here. We can't call anybody doughy. Yes, I can. That's the reason I can. But I'm just saying, Heather Graham has ripped husband in his underwear already laying in bed, or not ripped, like, 20-something-year-old with weird hair. I'm sorry, I thought this dude was a crazy shape. I didn't realize it's impressive. Not as good as the husband. Way to body shame, Brett. Way to body shame. I'm going with the older gentleman. <laughs> well, now we know Brett's does, thing. She does tell the husband they had sex, and it's a big blow. She leaves, and I guess is going to stay at the office for a while, because she has, like, a nice office. It's not like she shares a cubicle with a bunch of other people when she's sleeping there. It's got plastic on the furniture. The door can open and close. As we find out later, she can open the windows. We will never escape the Night of the Demons quote. Yeah, I love it so much. As soon as you said she has a nice office, I just saw Brett's face light up so big. And notice, I didn't even steal it from you this time. He's got plastic on the furniture! But who shows up but Asa and gives her head in the window? This is for sure the horniest movie we've covered in a long time. Oh my god, there's... There's so many fluids and so much cum. And um, does he say something about, like, you shouldn't have come here? Yeah, well, I came here to come in you. <laughs> I mean, I just... Oh, like, this almost is Hellraiser just, levels. This yeah. is horny old man Dennis Paleo just being like, uh, what can I make him do? I'm 70, but I can still get hard. Good for him. Transforms into his dad and falls out the window and wakes up. It's been a dream, you know. Terrifying. Because Beth looks down between her legs. They're just gray old man down there like, (laughs) And she's like, no, no, I could have had this at home. (laughs) Days later, she goes home and she's going to make things right with her husband she calls him like, hey, I'm not giving up on this. I'm making sure everything's right. Whenever you get home, I want to talk. Then we cut to where Asa is, and he's in the basement of the burned down house. And he's cuffing himself to a pole. This is so badass, and I love this. It's like, this is just great storytelling. Because the first mm-hmm. time watching it, you're like, why the fuck is he chaining himself to a pole? It's like, oh, so he's like trapping her. When they switch bodies, he's hidden the key where she doesn't know where it's at. Yep. He says the magic, calls her, says the magic words, and they body swap again right when she's getting ready in the mirror and everything. Uh, quick question. Do they, does the other person have to hear the words for it to happen? Apparently not. Yeah, so like. I think he's just an asshole. Is it just more powerful that way maybe if you hear the words actually? I think he's just a dick and wants her to know what I'm doing and everything. Like, you don't have a choice. I'm making this happen. Right. Yeah, because if you remember later in the movie, the words are said and she's not in the room. Right. But they make a point, it seems, here at the beginning of like, um, 
old gray man from Lords of Salem called Asa on the phone, and that's when it happened. Now he's calling her, and I, I think it's I just the entity is a dick. Yeah, it's just fucking around. <laughs> but they body swapped. Now he's in Heather Graham's body standing there in the mirror and i like he pulls the robe open and checks himself out for a second like, nice this is just from like the scooby-doo movie where it's like hey i can look at myself naked that's exactly what i was just about to say <laughs> that scooby-doo movie is so good it really it's is good. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> beth and ace's body now though remember cuff to the pole and everything She's looking around, and there's a dead body, which I'm assuming is the dad's body he was hidden down here. And there's, like, this weird like, occult thing on the wall, like, written in blood. Yes. And then something else. I love that she goes, Demon Octopus. Awesome. <laughs> a Demon Octopus is Azathoth. He was the subject of another Lovecraft movie that came out this year, uh, Older Gods. Nerd. Yeah. You... Yeah, big time. Oh, I... I saw older gods. Um, I, I saw I, it too. I liked it. Azathoth is like the god of hentai. <laughs> Dude, uh, just saying, if if Lovecraft was around today, he'd definitely be like a tentacle porn dude. 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, he'd be like the god of tentacle porn. <laughs> he even has that, like, the face of someone who's into it. I don't mean to, like, shame anyone if you're into it, but... By all means, like, do your thing. Like, I'm, I'm, whatever. But still, like, he just looks like a dude who'd be into it. He would not be, like, this, right? He would not have, like, written books and stuff. He would have had just, like, a deviant art or, like, Rule 34 page. <laughs> yeah. But I love Asa and Beth's body. is like, shit, I'm married. <laughs> like, when she's looking around the house and everything. But she's, like, goes, I love, um, whenever, like, because this happens in movies sometimes where they body swap. And, like, especially when a, a guy goes into a girl body and they're walking around kind of, like, acting. So, you know, Heather Graham is being like, okay, I have to act like a man would act. And she just goes, like, she's all huffy. She, like, throws her shoulders around. She's all, like, stomping around. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like the man-spreading thing when she sits down and all that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. She's very good in this movie. I like her a lot, yeah. Beth, in Asa's body, remember, I'm going to keep qualifying this, finds the pills that were spilled the night of the fire and realizes where she is. She's in the basement of the house. So smart, just a tiny little thing of, like, this pill spilled. That's how she knows. I love it. She calls Danny from the phone Asa has there and says, Beth needs your help and gives the address there so she's going to show up. Edward, husband, comes home as Asa's on the couch just drunk and drinking and everything and having a great time and smoking and I'm like since when did you smoke? And I started oh thank god I don't have to hide it from you anymore and he starts smoking <laughs> next door that's funny too like when they switch back here a little bit there's a little funny thing but yeah it's it's so um like the entity in Beth's body is like drank an entire bottle of liquor and it's now like I want to see what dick feels like and she cuts off his pants and his boxers off, and they fuck with a rope sash around his throat, and she has a knife and is, like, cutting at him and shit. Like, the most hardcore sex this couple has ever had. 
And this oh, yeah. definitely seems like it's that thing of like, well, if you could swatch body, like swap bodies with a girl, would you try to have sex with a guy or not? Like, but she seems to like be like uh, Elizabeth um, entity person is just like, okay, I guess I'll try it. It's something new. And then it's like, oh my, did, doesn't they all, they all uh, utter like a, this is better kind of line or something. She's like way into it. Well, yeah. the thing is, it's, it's not a guy. It's been inhabiting male bodies, but yeah. we even say, I've always thought I was probably a guy. It's an entity. It's not a right. human, this thing that's swapping back and forth. So in reality, it doesn't matter who it goes into or anything. Right. This is one of my very, very few issues with this movie, is they throw in a lot of the Lovecraftian lore, you know, the chanting and stuff, but they never really describe like it It was like this is an actual character well in in lovecraft later when they're talking about like um they're having the conversation of like what were you like where did you start i was like what was i born as i don't remember anymore i kind of enjoy the thing of like it's been around for so long it doesn't even really remember who it is anymore yeah yeah which is almost kind of scary by itself. Of like, it's a lost its own identity as well. I mean, that's the whole thing of the cosmic horror. Danny finds the basement and Beth calls the police because she realizes, oh shit, Edward. And so they're going to go to the house. And Danny's about to call the police on this man who's down there saying like, your friend needs help and everything. And Beth starts pulling the classic body swap thing. Only things that she would know and everything like that. But... She's like, what is, she told you this? It's still not working and everything. Oh, yeah, it's something about, like, the affair that um, uh, Dr. Upton had, and where, like, she cheated on her husband, but that was, like, kept secret through the whole divorce, and, like, Elizabeth is the only one that she confided in. And then Danny immediately is just like, how dare she tell you that? It's like, no, I'm trying to tell you something extremely personal, so you believe me. (laughs) And at the house, the police have shown up and are questioning them both separately and everything. Oh, which this kind of is really interesting because they were just like hardcore scream fucking. And now like, it's like, oh, there was a domestic disturbance and they play it off. as like, oh yeah, we were just kind of a uh, reconciling. <laughs> <laughs> Not lying. Yeah. No. And Danny's just about to start believing Beth, I think, that it's really her when they transfer back and they switch bodies back and then it's asshole entity slash Asa in the body again as like stands up, unlocks and everything like, who the hell are you? And everything. And she's like, what what is this? Is this role play? Yeah, something (laughs) like that. Also at this point, because now Elizabeth possession body has gone through the seizure thing on the ground in front of the cops i thought oh she's going to get taken to the hospital and then she's going to start spouting off all this crazy stuff and they're going to lock her up but the cops just kind of brush it off of like well it kind of looked like you had a seizure she's like no 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 i'm fine i'm fine no you guys can go now we're we're okay well if you have if you are prone to seizures you could have one and just be like yeah i'm fine this is something we deal with and they would leave The cops can just leave? They don't have, like, a thing of, like, well, we kind of have to get you checked out. No. No. The people who have seizures, it's a regular thing. You don't go to the hospital every time you have one, depending on the severity of it. Oh, okay. Dude, but now Beth has been transferred back. And after the police leave and everything, she's talking to Edward. Is like, 
That was the best sex we've ever had. How much like shit would you feel like hearing this? Realizing <laughs> that like you didn't even give it to him. Like, let's yeah. do that thing with the knife again. And she has to be like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? And he's smoking and like all this shit has changed in the matter of like 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because he lights up a cigarette and starts smoking. She's like, what are you doing? When did, since when do you smoke? He's like, I'm so glad I don't have to hide this anymore. Then he like <laughs> kind of like he's doing it like because he thought it was his actual wife. Yeah. So the only reason it sounds creepy is because we know. I was like, I've yeah. never come that hard before in my life. You you could do that thing with the knife again. He just immediately becomes like extremely kinky <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> she awoken something in him. Yeah, everyone has it deep down somewhere. Someone's just got to bring it out. But she panics and leaves, and she's at her office. She writes a note, and she's about to jump. And Asa shows up, and this is where we get the dialogue about what were you and everything. He goes into a little bit of detail, not enough. Corey, I know you said you wanted more. I'm perfectly fine with the amount we got here as a not reader of it or anything. So as strictly watching the movie, I like the ambiguity of it kind of here. And and I do I get that as well. I understand that you know not everybody is a Lovecraftian nerd, s- such as myself. And then Ace is like, "You can live if you kill me, but you won't do it." He's so cocky. He doesn't think she will do it. I think like, yeah, this one's weak. She's not going to do it. And he goes ahead and puts the knife on the table and everything. And she hypnotizes him, which is genius. And then there's a head stab, a big fight, and she pushes him out the window. And splat. I love so much of like, he is just so cocky and he's been around for so many multi-centuries and eons or whatever. He's just like, I'm going to fuck with her, put the knife down. And then she grabs the knife and I love, he's like, oh no, (gasps) like fucking with her. Like, oh no, you have the knife. Whatever are you going to do with that? And then, yeah, she does the great, like at first, cause I see her like playing with the light. I'm like, what is she doing? It's like, oh, call back to the hypnotism with the shaky man who wants to beat his son. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it is just so like insane. Um, that she actually got to like hypnotize this like ancient being like it fell for it. Dude. What did I love about terrifier Two: the bedroom kill Brett is right. When you think it's done, it's not fucking done. They do that here, and I was so happy, because she goes down. Did she take the elevator, the stairs? This is obviously much longer than we see here, but she gets to her car, and she drives and backs over Ace like 20 times. The backup cam is genius! I love that they use the backup cam, because that's what, like, most cars have that now. So it's just so yeah. funny, of like, it's like pitch blackness that she pulls away, and it's just like his face. I love that. I love that so much. Just like I, I was sitting there watching, and like I noticed, I'm like, "Hold!" I'm like, "Back up, Cam!" It's my new favorite thing. Hats off to Joe Lynch on that. That was genius. Like that little detail made that scene like elevate so much. And a tip of the hat, sir. <laughs> but I love too. She like gets out of the car, and she's like, "Okay, is it dead?" And there's like. Bleh! And it like starts making noise again. It like starts to try to chant, and she just starts stabbing the fuck out of it. There's blood going everywhere. We see like it's it's practical of like you see the knife going in and out of the thing, and it just getting like shredded and destroyed. 
Dude, there's like no Asa left at the end of this. Well, that's what they even mentioned at the very beginning of the movie of like, oh, this was a person? It's actually a kind of terrifier too. I mean, obviously not as brutal as arts or as, sadistic. I guess as mean as, sadistic. That's where I'm, it's sadistic. But, you know, just the, the nothing left of it, but yet that eye just keeps popping open. Visual effects by Jason Richard Miller. Good job, sir. I'm so mad that he doesn't technically die here because this would be nominated for best kill next year. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Best almost kill. Uh, the police show up, obviously as she's stabbing the fuck out of them and arrest her. And now we're back to the beginning of the movie. I thought it would have been so funny if it was the same two cops that have shown up to the house twice. Cause last time they were like, well, we hope we don't see you for a third time. It would be so funny if it was them. They're like, not again. What is it this time, Beth? I was really, really kind of hoping it was going to be those two again. Yeah. Or at least one of them. Now we're back to the padded cell and everything after she just told this whole story and everything. And the coroner is working on Ace's body. And Danny says she'll do what she can to destroy the brain. I think she's in on, like, in and everything here. The coroner does my favorite thing any corner does in a horror movie of they pan to like all like the um autopsy tools it's like the scalpels the things to spread and then there's like a turkey on rye laying right beside it and he picks it up and takes a bite and i'm just like bravo i literally i was by myself watching this i started clapping I was just like, thank you so much. I love the corner that eats while cutting up the body. It is so funny. It's a trope that will never get tired. Oh, absolutely never. That's what I was going to say. And it was a pastrami sandwich, mind you, Brett. Not a turkey on rye, a pastrami. Even better. I love pastrami. Because I love to, like, he puts his, like, mask up. He's like, I don't want you to smell my uh, pastrami breath. But then... As he's doing this, Ace's body like starts twitching and starts the incantation <laughs> and the swap. And the corner goes, "It's not dead." He goes running out of the room. I love to because like he starts like he started to do the autopsy. The knife is in its chest, and then it falls, and the knife goes like <laughs> like it stabs itself on the floor. These go running out, very reanimator esque. Because then the security guard right outside the autopsy room is like, what do you mean? And he walks over and is like, oh, no. Because <laughs> he's just a security guard. There's this body crawling towards him. I love the security guard. <laughs> of course, security guard. They never even updated him with an iPad. He's still reading a magazine. <laughs> the ace of always like, let me out. And there's a blood trail down the hallway. And Beth and Danny... Kiss right there. By the way, just thrown out, and we'll leave it at this. There's a Heather Graham, Barbara Crampton kiss scene in this movie. For factual purposes only. Yes, absolutely for factual purposes. Research and whatnot. Yeah, just it has to go into a certain kind of memory bank for later, possibly. But then Danny's like, what's my name? And Beth doesn't know when she realizes they've swapped again. Because she like... And she grabs her name tag. It's like, nope, no cheating. <laughs> um, 
the guards run in. Danny runs out to try to save the real Beth, who's in Ace's body, mind you, and the body obviously dies because it was... Let's just go over these injuries again real quick. Stabbed <laughs> in the head, beaten, thrown out of a window, run over by a car multiple times, and stabbed about 80 times in the chest, and to cap it all off, had a knife shoved in his chest and fallen off of a stretcher with that. So yeah, of course Asa dies. There's a couple of these ones where, like, you see the body like kind of slip around a corner because all of its bones are broken so it can slip around corners super creepy and i love the fact that barbara crampton tries to bring this (laughs) mutilated hamburger of a person back with the paddles i'm like no no at this point you're just cooking it is is there still a knife in the chest if anything you're gonna like that's gonna conduct the electricity you see it. You see the electricity arcing from the knife. Um, but at this point, Danny knows this is Elizabeth because she goes, get me the paddles. We have to try to save her. And the mm-hmm. nurses go, her? Like, what are you talking about? Was, then we cut back to, I'm going to say the entity now inside of Elizabeth's body, where he's like, because there's the two like, um, uh, security guards that got like put into the cell and she goes, I'll suck you up, but I'll give both of you a blowjob if you let me out of here. And you see them kind of both <laughs> look at each other. Like, they go, huh? And then Danny, Barbara Crampton, comes walking back in. They're like, oh, no, 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 prim proper. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Crampton cockblocked. Let's, let's be honest here. <laughs> but I, the entity in Elizabeth's body has never given a blowjob. How does it know it's going to be good at it? It could be just very much of the guards are like, you're not any good at this. It's the less teeth. What are you doing? She confronts evil Beth and there's a big fight. And then they swap like in the middle of this fight. That's they brawled out into the hallway at this point. And Asa Beth is still alive. And Danny in Beth's body looks at her and they say, we stay together all kinds of weather, and there's a mercy kill to the hamburger corpse of Asa with Beth's spirit in it. Yes. Are you guys following along here? It's a little confusing. <laughs> I am. This thing had more deaths than Chucky does in a movie. <laughs> the fight continues, and it's broken up and everything, and Beth's taken away, obviously, as a crazy person, which has the entity in her, or does it. They're coming to take me away, haha! They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha! To the funny farm. Then later, Danny's talking to Eddie in her office. He goes, "I looked into her eyes right before her mind completely passed, and I know she understood who she truly was." And Eddie leaves. You missed a kill there, Gregory. Who the security miss? guard. Oh yeah, she just goes. When they're fighting in the hall, and she shoots the security guard. Yeah, the classic, what you guys have seen in all the marketing, her with the gun and everything. Yeah. It's so great, though, because when the security guard gets shot, it's not just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, how would they kind of do it now? Of like, oh, it'd be CGI bullets. It looks like squibs. Hey, when's the last time you saw a squib? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Tip of the hat to the effects guy in this movie. Then Danny sits down. She hits her vape and coughs up a lung like she's not used to it. 
I love she looks at it, tosses it in the trash. She's like, what is this? (laughs) I just want to point out, though, it is Danny's body. She'd be used to it, even though the entity isn't. True, yeah. And she tosses it aside, like you said, pulls out a cigarette, lights that up, as the camera just goes to town spinning here. Oh my god, it spins for so long, it started to make me dizzy and a little sick. But also, she's sitting in her office in, like, a hospital, just openly smoking cigarettes in the office. This entity is going to be fired immediately. The entity's going to be pulled into HR and be like, we know you've been here for a while, and we've kind of looked over, like, we've kind of, like, tried to look past the vaping, because you just do it here and there, and it's only vape, you know, so it's not like it's bothering too many people, but now you're smoking cowboy unfiltered cigarettes in your office? <laughs> you're, we're going to have to let you go now. <laughs> the asthma wing is right across from your doctor's office, and they're having issues. I, I love that if Brett designed a hospital, there's the asthma wing. <laughs> the a lot of wheezing. Each disease gets its own special spot. This is the sniffles wing. Well, I have two different things. Where do I go? Well, we have to cure one, then you go to the other place. But Danny's consciousness trapped inside Beth's body is screaming in the cell as credits roll. What a wild movie. I... I couldn't have been happier with what we got compared to what I was thinking with this movie. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I liked that it, it contrasted in styles from Yuzna's other HP works with HP Lovecraft works with Barbara Crampton. It's so stylistically different from Reanimator and From Beyond. And and how happy was Barbara Crampton that nothing weird happened to her in in a, in a Lovecraft movie with Yuzna? There's no heads given head. No weird creatures just ripping off her clothes. She's like, when do I put on the latex? You, oh, you no, don't in this one. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, what? Right. I really liked it. I didn't know what to expect from it whatsoever. Especially, like, sometimes they trot out these, like, older filmmakers from, like, back in their, like, good old days, like, the 80s and stuff. It's like, oh, let's see what they can do. And it's like, ah, they don't have the thing anymore. This is... <coughs> Dark glasses, Argento. <coughs> <laughs> oh, my. It's that vape. Um, <laughs> no, that's a great example, Greg, with dark glasses. Of Like, I was so looking forward to the new Argento movie, and it was okay, but it's not like I would, like, really want to, like, seek it out to watch it again, I don't think. This one, I was like, I cannot wait to watch this again. Yeah. I, I, was like, I watched it twice today. <laughs> My my ending thoughts, I guess, were I was so happy because, to me, this is an era of movies that I thought was gone. Like, I thought I had to go back to the 80s, early 90s to kind of get this vibe again. And this team that kind of brought this back for me, it, it sounds weird, but I was so happy. I was like, man, this feels like the old shit that I really love. And so I was happy to see that in a 2023 movie. Uh, exactly, and if you watch the credits to the whole way to the end, there wasn't, there was no post-credit scene or anything. But right at the end, it said "In Memory of Stuart Gordon." I saw yeah. that, and I love that because I did wait. To, I like kind of skipped through to see if there was an end credit scene, but it was worth it to see that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that that warmed my cold black heart. It seems like his kind of movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was his old team pretty much here. Yeah. I hope they do more. 
I hope they do more. <laughs> I absolutely hope that. I would have loved, even if you just saw a background shot of Jeffrey Combs walking by at some point. Because <laughs> I don't the next one. Oh, I don't know that he would have fit in this movie, though. He, they don't even bring attention to him or anything. He's just a doctor that walks by the door. So people go, yeah. wait a minute. Is that? <laughs> yeah, just have him walk by dressed exactly as Herbert West. Don't acknowledge it, but it's just for us. He has a big green syringe. He's being all like evil villain walking. <laughs> the best will be if you see him pushing like a dead body down the hall. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I don't know that his style of acting would have fit into this movie, but it would have been just a cool Easter egg to see him. Yeah. All right. You guys ready for some Count of the Dead? Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right. Dropping to our Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with suitable flesh? Intern. Three? Yeah, three. I'm going to go four. We got four. And this is like the Throbtober of finally my <laughs> plan works of I'm going to make the other person guess first. And then I guess after a number higher or lower, it never worked. It's worked <laughs> like several times this Throbtober. I love it. Old man, Asa, Beth, security guard. Counting Beth. Now, Corey, in your defense, this Fine. is a tricky one. Because I'm going body and spirit here. Old man well, spirit taking out the bed. I know, but since we had to say, I guess I should have given you that. Brett, you win on a technicality. I'm going for. Brett wins! That's Greg's Count of the Dead. Uh, uh, uh. I love the Count of the Dead anymore. This is great. <laughs> and now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. I'll come up with that thing right now. So even though we don't know what Maybe. the entity exactly started out as, it says in there it thought it was a man for the longest time. And then it was like, maybe I'm kind of questioning that this feeling that I was was a woman. Um, so I'm going to be your Greg or your Corey or your Brett. And you transfer into a woman's body and you have sex. So you're like, okay, this is what you always think about. What is this going to be like? What's it like for the other end? So number one version of how this goes is you hate it. You're like, oh, this isn't good. I don't like this whatsoever. There's cum in me. It's not my own. Um, a number 10 version is it's like in this movie where you're like, holy shit, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. This is by far one of the most bizarre rating from Dimension Z scales you have ever presented us, but okay. It's just, I need an adult. This weirder than Harry Men. Yeah. Say, <laughs> depending on how the scale goes and how you fall into it, you may start enjoying a Danzig. I'm going to... Suitable Flesh was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, I feel like I'm... I watched it twice. I feel like I want to watch it a couple more times to get like a real firm rating down on it because I loved it. But I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 right now of like you enjoyed it, but afterwards you felt a little weird. Uh, yeah, I, I um, like that feeling. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. Um, I'm also going to give it a, a, a good firm, a good firm 8. Um, but, you know, that's gives you room to grow a little as as uh -huh. i see it a few more times you know just 
maybe maybe get a firmer rating, maybe more satisfying rating. Stretch your feelings out about it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, and I'm gonna say I'm right in line with Brett at an eight. I watched this movie a little before you guys did, and I got a second watch in actually, so I have a little bit of benefit of hindsight and having it fresh where I'm going to go 9 out of 10. I loved this movie. It didn't quite hit that 10 for me. I thought it was going to the first time. Like, the first time I honestly thought, this might be a 10. I'm going to sit and think on it. But yeah, 9. I loved this movie. It was fantastic. I will do unspeakable things for more of movies just like this. Please, this whole team, keep them coming. Yes, please. So yeah, I was actually the exact opposite of you after the first time I watched it. I still really liked it, but I was, I was at about like a seven. It was the second watching that really, really bumped it up for me. Oh, and the performances are so good. It's like it's a very interesting, like original kind of story. And it, like we said, it's almost like an 80s throwback of it feels like an old school 80s horror movie, which is great. Like a reanimator or Castle Freak or From Beyond. Guys, I know this is a new release, too, so like, if you've somehow made it this far in the episode, I 1,000% recommend you guys check this out, especially yes. the spooky season wearing and everything. I, oh, yeah. This is a hard recommend from all three of us. Especially yeah, definitely. with it going on Shudder. Like, it's right yeah. there. It'll be in your house. You don't have to go to a movie theater. This is one, if it was playing in a movie theater, I'd go go see it in the movie theater. It's worth it. Oh, this yeah. absolutely could have been a theatrical release. But unless you guys have anything else. No, that's all I got. Got nothing. Well, this entire movie is about kind of becoming someone else. Like maybe you do during Halloween with wearing a costume. Don't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be eight. You could be 80. Dress up in a costume. I do it every single year. Even if I'm not going anywhere, if I'm just lazing around the house, I will still have Liz do like at least like corpse paint or something on my face because it's just so much fun. They ever do that and run around in my cape and I run around in my yard and my neighbors looked at look at me weird. It's like, oh, it's that one time a year the neighbor gets weird. <laughs> and we hope that suitable flesh has left your brain throbbing with horror. All right, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and come back for next week for the next episode.